Hey everyone, this is your girl Jessica. And it's your girl Peggy. And you're now listening to Uncomfortable Uncomfortable Growth Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) I know, bitch. You know what? I can't. Oh, okay. Um, hi everyone. Welcome back. This is episode seven. We're almost done with season one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for season two. But yeah, we're here. Episode seven. I feel like because of that, because we had to record before I had to leave. Mm-hmm. I felt like we haven't. Recorded I feel like we anything. missed the whole week. We missed the whole week. Like which. Nothing- kind- Mm, yeah, kind of did. We kind of did with recording, but mm. we still was on schedule. So yeah, um, um, yes, good, good to be back, guys. Um, this one came back with a tan. I am. Um, you went on vacation. What the fuck am I saying? It was like a. Why are you trip. let me talk? Just go. <laughs> well, I went because <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here acting a damn fool today. I was okay. So this was booked months ago. We booked a family trip to Florida to surprise my uncle mm-hmm. for his birthday. So I wasn't in crowded places. I wasn't in the typical areas that most Floridians be mm-hmm. at. I mean, their governor's acting a fool, so I'm all set. Um, so pretty much stayed local. We stayed in the Airbnb, our close mm-hmm. family members. And, like, we surprised them that Tuesday night on the day of his birthday. Then we, Day of his birthday, and we played it so off. So he didn't know you guys were coming down? No. Okay. So we played it off, like, after we saw him. It was like, oh, we got to go. We're going to go to Orlando. We're going to Disney World, blah, blah, blah. So he thinks we're only here for a trip. But Saturday, we surprised him with a um, birthday dinner with his family and a few people from his church. So mm-hmm. it was very small, nothing huge. And we surprised him. And he was really happy about that. So I literally came back Sunday. Like, family members... Wait, so you surprised him when you got down there. So he was only going to be down there for a few days. Then... We played it off like we were going to Orlando. So he thought mm-hmm. we were going to Orlando. And then we were hopping on a flight to go come back to Boston oh, Saturday. He didn't think we were still in town. Okay. He thought we left. Mm-hmm. We, like, sent a message like, yeah, we just landed back home. We're here now. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, we're on our way to the place. Like, that Friday night... Me, my sister, my aunt went to the place to help decorate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, he he thought he was just going to a restaurant for dinner. Oh, because that's what you confused me. Because he said, oh, we went out to a restaurant with a few church people and work. And I'm like, wait, wasn't there like a hall situation? Like a no, whole, it was a whole hall. Whole party. Whole yeah. wedding. Whole wedding vibe, I guess. Um, no, he thought his wife, my aunt, was taking him to dinner. And my mom and dad was... So my mom, dad, and grandfather was at his house the whole mm-hmm. time. So he thinks, oh, my, my mom is just there to spend the week with him. Because my, mom, my mom's the oldest. He follows my mom. So he said, oh, my sister's here with me for my mm-hmm. birthday. My, dad's, my dad is still alive. So my grandfather, who's 96, by the way, which is a blessing, especially after the year we just had. Exactly. So he's thinking, oh, they're just them going to dinner. We're all gone. Mm-hmm. He opens the door to the place well his wife opens the door or whatever and we yell surprise and he's like he's just shaking his head like I'm sick of y'all <laughs> like he wasn't shocked like I hope we don't give him a heart attack but yeah, he was just yeah. he was just shaking his head like y'all keep playing with my emotions like this cause first he didn't know we were even here on Tuesday we yep. just popped up at his door um but it was cool I mostly relaxed I didn't really do nothing too crazy went out to eat Tuesday night on Ocean Drive then I think Thursday we went to the Miami Selfie Museum which was cute yeah. with the kids game have get them entertained but we mostly stayed indoors luckily the Airbnb that we stayed at 
it was like a community. A lot of people had their own pools, but there was a community pool which a lot of people were not at. So it was just Oh, us. I was gonna say typically those community pools be No, crowded. actually the woman that was there, she's like, It's only been me either she said it was she was only with her daughter or granddaughter the whole time. She was like, Nobody comes out here. Everybody has pretty much have their own pool. So she's like, You're pretty much by yourself. So we had the pool to ourselves for almost two hours. Then when we were leaving, this guy and his son, I'm assuming, came. And there were the only two in the pool when we were getting ready to leave. So no one's really out there. So it wasn't like people running around. So it was good. It was just us. Yeah. Um, so it was good. Um, enjoyed the sun. Got as much sun as I can because <coughs> summer's almost over for us out here. So I'm just like, wow. But I did enjoy the week away from Massachusetts for a little bit. You didn't miss out on shit. I know. Um, it's very depressing when you fly into Logan. Bro, first off, the airport is mad old, and it's fucking dry. Every other airport I've been to, the food options, the yes. entertainment they have is like, oh wow, I want to do that, I want to do that. I'm like, girl, you're in the airport. And ours is giving me a prison. Yes, it's giving me just get your ticket and fucking go, or get your um, luggage and go. Don't Literally. get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. It's very dry. The only thing you may look forward to is a Starbucks or a fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. <laughs> I hate it. I hate fucking landing. I hate coming to this airport, but I know this is the place I need to go through to get yeah, to where yeah. I need to go. I, I mean, hate it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's I don't like it. Ain't another thing that reminds me that I'm here is like, usually when I go to air that's mostly predominantly black, the moment mm-hmm. I land back at Boston, I was like, oh yeah, I'm back home. Like, the airport's full of white folks. Yep. Most other airports, it's like, it's eclectic. Yes, yes. Mixture of different people. You mm-hmm. come to Boston, it's like, no why people be thinking about people don't exist up here a hundred percent when I, I tell my why. friends from like New York that I'm from Boston they I'm like ooh first they expect me to have this stupid accent that I don't have they expect more white people they don't believe there's black people in Boston at all if there is it's probably a handful <laughs> um and yeah this whole misconception is fucking Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> all the motherfuckers I got people thinking that Boston is one way and it's not well the media doesn't help either because most of the movies they do shoot they shoot them in the South End South mm-hmm. Boston Charlestown Brookline Brighton most of those areas where, where there are black people but it's mostly white people yeah. that live there so I don't blame them I would assume too if I'm living in another country and I see a movie being played in Boston I don't see a black person maybe one black person I'm assuming yeah. maybe there's not a lot a little backstory about South Boston and black people Mm. My best friend used to live in Salty for a little bit when she was super young. And it was St. Patty's Day. Mm. And her mom was like, let me take the kids out to, like, you know, enjoy the festivities. This was, like, early 90s. Yeah. Um, They had to be escorted by police out. Why? Because the white people there didn't want them there. And it was just, like, creating a lot of chaos. So, Yeah. That's and this up. is 90s. My father said in the 80s, a black person couldn't even breathe towards Southie. Like, yeah. not even breathing the air over there. Yep. So, so hmm. that's why you don't see a lot of black people in Southie when you watch these movies. But I digress. My weekend, because Peggy didn't ask. Sorry, how was your weekend? <laughs> I spent it uh, dying a slow death because I had severe migraine. Ooh. Saturday was like tolerable, so I was able to get some things done. But Sunday, I wasn't like literally, I was like, God, just extract my brain from my head at this point because mm-hmm. I don't want it. Be careful what you <laughs> ask for. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I was just in so much pain. I'm like, something has to give. Mm-hmm. No bad mail I know what the reason is. Um, I need to wear glasses and I keep procrastinating. What's wrong with wearing glasses? Wearing no, there's nothing wrong with it. I think... Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I may need... Look like when I first started wearing glasses when I was young, 
I don't know if it's because it was mass health glasses, but they were bifocals. And I was like, I'm not fucking wearing that. No, they've done better now. Okay, because I really feel like I have to wear bifocals. Like, my my left eye is fucked, but my right eye is like 20-20, so it just works for the both of them. So, so anyway, you're putting stress on one eye. One eye. That, they've been saying that for years. Like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that. Well, I'm 30. You know what? Shut the fuck up, Jessica. God has blessed me up until this time. To not have to wear glasses and suffer through. Because I can read far. I can read close. I don't... It's just... I don't know. Anyways, I digress. What the fuck? So I had to, like, <laughs> spend all of Sunday in bed just dying a slow death. Mm. So that was my weekend. I hope you're feeling better. I'm feeling great. Outside of other things, but... Okay. Anyways, what are we here to talk about? Today. Today. This week, we're discussing respecting and setting boundaries yes something that i feel has only been really like that's the standard now over the past few years Mm -hmm. like people feared telling someone no 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 Mm -hmm. um but not i wouldn't say feared but like setting boundaries is, is almost like a trend kind of like a good trend do you think so because I will tell you right now, I didn't start setting boundaries until my 30s. Yeah. I still struggle with them in my 30s. I'm about to be in my mid-30s. You're about to be a in, whole old woman. I'll be 35 in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I don't look a day over 25. Don't play with me. Um, so, but wait, before we get into that. So, for those of you now are well aware, we're available on Apple, all these great yes. availabilities. So, for those of you who are listening right now, if you're listening through Apple... Um, subscribe. Please subscribe. Make us your Five favorite. Stars. Anchor, please write a review. Listen, but we're not tolerating disrespect. I don't mind if you critique us where we can improve, but do not be disrespectful. Send us a personal DM. Like, hey, I enjoyed it, but such and such and such. Or like, hey, here's some constructive criticism for your next episode. I'm all for that shit, but what I won't do is tolerate disrespect. I haven't received that yet. No. But you will be good. blocked and blessed. Yes. So, or DM us on IG at Uncomfortable Growth Podcast or we're on Facebook, same way, Uncomfortable Growth Podcast or if you choose to email us, UncomfortableGrowthPodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Those are ways to contact us. Um, and those of you who know us personally that have personally texted us or DM'd us from our personal um, IGs or something like that, we appreciate it. But we, like I said last time, we would love to have more interaction with you all so when we do if we so happen to say what our next podcast is going to be about for the following week please don't hesitate to email us or if you have ideas on topics that you would like to hear from us to discuss because we're giving it from our point of view from our perspective and if people share their info with us then we'll gladly share it with you all but we're not telling you what to do and how to go about it we're explaining it from our perspective so there's no right way about it I know people don't rather listen to people's problems than to share their own true so i get it but we're not like disclosing nor are we judging because we're out here exposing ourselves so literally don't feel like oh my god i can't tell them i went through this so i can't tell them i was i had a done moment um you could you couldn't beat me if you tried no. <laughs> i've had my fair share of dumb moments yeah so yes this week we're talking about respecting and setting boundaries so we were really thinking about the topic because 
also we have to understand as, as when we're in the process of setting our own boundaries we have to be mindful of the fact we have to respect others, mm-hmm. other people's boundaries we're as so well. stuck on like making sure that other people are respecting our boundaries that we're not even like cognizant of people's boundaries and what they're trying to set for themselves mm-hmm. so yeah so that's why the title is set as respecting and setting boundaries so yeah. respecting others boundaries as well as and as we're in the process of setting our own so like you said you said that you didn't start doing that setting boundaries until your 30s like even well into my early 30s i still wasn't processing like the word boundaries you know yeah, what I mean? exactly i was fearing up until i'll say the last two years fearing of okay if i tell this person no or I am can't I gonna do make this. them upset am I gonna make them upset well will I'll be viewed differently so I started doing it with my family first yes. because mm-hmm. my dear fellow listeners those of you who are Haitians Haitians <laughs> do not respect um, our, I don't think boundaries in their vocabulary if they're Two, an elder they don't have that in their they vocabulary they don't have that um, your day off is their day for them to make plans with you and I've always hated that growing up especially when I started driving mm-hmm. and when I started like going to school and then coming home on the weekends or when I started having summer break or when I started having my own car driving mm-hmm. my mother would offer up my service like oh yeah Peggy can da, da, da. I'm looking at her like you never asked mm-hmm. so like my mother till this day at the age of 34 she still struggles with that my dad not so much he not at all actually because once I got into my Mm mid-20s he started realizing okay you're getting older now so he would then ask me hey are you available such and such such time Mm -hmm. or can I borrow two hours of your time I know you're really busy um I just need you to help me with this I'm like oh okay dad I have no problem I'm really like oh you never you never say no to your dad but I'm like but he asks first and if I can't do it for that day I said well what about this day I'm like you it got to the point I would never tell my mom when I had a day off. One time she saw me home, she's like, oh, I didn't know you were home. And I'm like, I didn't know I was home either. That's the point. Because if I tell you I'm home, you're making plans with me, telling people, oh, come drop this off. Peggy's going to be here. Or um, go to the house. Peggy's going to be there. She'll help you. No, don't do that. And that's what I tell her. I'm like, this is why you feel as though with my mom, I feel like this is why she feels as though she never has enough time because I'm like, you're saying yes to everyone. You're always running around, oh, I gotta do that, go to that. No, plan your days accordingly and if it's not in my plans to help you do something, I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the only way I'll run out the streets for you, mom, is an emergency. Like, you need to run it, I got you. But if it's something that can wait tomorrow, I'll, unfortunately, mom, you're gonna have to wait tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with my siblings too, like, respecting boundaries, like, yo, I can't do it. Don't come to me with your issues last minute. I love you to death. I'll do anything for you but i'm at a stage where people fail to understand my therapist said to me last week stress is the number one killer and it's a silent killer because of the fact that you have a lot of things built up inside that sometimes you don't feel it but your organs are starting to feel it exactly and it will kill you and leads to diabetes high blood pressure all these other things that you when we hear like a 28 year old dying of a heart condition is like wait what like that's 28 that's a baby and so I'm like, I'm going to say where I want to find peace to a certain extent and not add on stress that I don't need in my life. And creating boundaries, I feel like will help that. Yeah. Um, I, the, the past year and a half, I started learning boundaries with, when it comes to my job. I was, I was saying yes to a lot of things and I realized this, there's this page that I follow on IG. I can't remember their name off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but they're like, if you're the type of educator that feels the need, you, you need to come in a little early to get stuff done to start your day or you need to stay a little bit later to finish things, that's fine. 
But it's like it said um, along the lines, if you feel the need that you have to do that to prove a point to other educators, like, oh, I come here first or I stay here late. So I'm a better educator. That don't mean nothing. There's like you as the individual, if you feel the need that everything you need to do has to be within your contractual hours, then so be it. Mm -hmm. And I follow through with that. I've said no to a few administrators. I'm like, wait a minute. You're asking me to do what? Last minute. Mind you, it was last minute. They needed me to do something the day before. I'm already doing school online. I'm teaching online full time. And I'm not even going to factor in the businesses that I'm running because it's like those I handle later after work hours. But between school and then I was doing this ESL program to get another certification. Not once did you ever want check on me to see how school is going. How's the program going? You send an email. Oh, would you be possible to do um, such and such prep? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, due to these other things I got going on, I cannot help you right now. And um, I spoke to, and the funny thing is, last week before my trip, I spoke to my therapist. I'm like, I'm learning. I said, I need help with, I'm still learning the concept of standing my ground with certain things without being rude. And I get it. Some people, when you tell them no, they're always going to take offense yep. because they feel as though, like, in their mind, how dare you not let me use you? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, especially when you come off as a super nice or you might even come as naive. People yeah. like to take advantage you of that. You want to know another thing that people... People will find it offensive when you tell them no because they automatically assume, I do all these things for you. Why can't you do it for me? Mm. Right? Like... Mm-hmm. I, I would I wouldn't say no to you. Okay, but that's you. Yeah. Me and you are two You set people. that standard, you set those boundaries. I'm setting my boundaries. You can't tell me what I can and cannot do. Like mm-hmm. what I can and cannot uh what I choose what I can choose who or who I can choose to set boundaries <clears throat> with. Mm-hmm. Just because you do all these things for me, that's something that you chose to do. Exactly. So And as an educator, I feel like I like see with social media I like seeing the fact like some teachers go over and beyond but it sucks that we live in a society that a teacher has to do all those things like work two three extra jobs to make things happen for their students I shouldn't have to take up extra jobs I've worked ever since I started teaching in 2014 I've always maintained two jobs and I realized why the fuck did I go to school accumulate loans to work two jobs to do what the fuck I'm doing yeah you know what I mean like and these weren't and jobs not even to to even not even to enjoy the money that you're making because you're paying off loans. Exactly. And it's not even like, oh, I worked like a four to nine. No, I'm literally getting off of work at 2.35, hopping in my car to go to a 3 to 11. 3 to 11.30 to be exact. Get home by midnight, shower, eat something real quick, and go to sleep to get up at 5 to do it all over again. Granted, I didn't do those shifts every single day or whatever. But it's like when I see, uh, when I see stories of teachers that are doing other jobs... Like late night jobs, doing going over beyond for the students. And one thing I do not tolerate is when a fellow colleague was like, "Well, you know, it's for the students. Don't use the kids against me." No, because I know in my heart, if I do something, I'm doing it for my students. And I tell people, the students are never the issue for me. Like, yeah, I have some, you know, those that are in trouble, that have little issues or whatever. I can handle that. They don't press me. It's the adults that I have to deal with. And I feel like I told myself this year, when. We do this whole week PD that's coming up soon and they're going to be talking and there's going to be all this phony shit going on for the first week because <laughs> it's the new school year. How was your summer? What'd you do all summer? Oh, all the foolery, right? 
boundaries start to get broken matter of fact boundaries are already broken when we came back the end of march and i'm like didn't we have a full-blown conversation about space and respecting people's spaces and stuff like that during I think the middle boundaries is something you have to con- like constantly true. remind people who are not always around you true and i i slowly started to realize that so i said this year i'm gonna make it very important i want people to respect my space my time my um i told my therapist that i want to set the tone that when i get off of work at I'm assuming that our end of the day is 3 o'clock. I'll give myself till 5 p.m. to still respond to emails. Mm -hmm. After that, I'm not responding to emails. So she said what I should do is turn off the notification after 5 p.m. Have it set up so after 5 um, until 6 a.m. the next day to have the notifications off through the email part on my phone. Fuck that. I would have the notifications turned back on when my ass sits in that fucking office. Like, and sits in my desk chair. Because imagine 6 a.m., your phone is now blowing up with emails. And you're getting ready for work, and now you're already stressed, and you're not even at work yet. You're only oh, ready. I'm good at ignoring those. I've seen emails. I've had colleagues that came up to, oh, I emailed you yesterday. I'm like, looked them dead in the face and said, I know, but I don't respond to emails mm-hmm. after five. I yeah. let people know off rip. Like, if you send me an email after five, I'm not responding to it at all. I get it. That's our means of communication, but I'm not. It's stressful. I hate. And then they will try to be slick, like last year, since because of COVID. We're working from home. Oh, you know, just ignore it. You can respond to it um, tomorrow. The way that school functions, the email you sent to me tonight might be something that I actually need to really look at, and it's something that needs to be done for tomorrow, which mm-hmm. isn't fair to me. That's So they're in for a rude awakening. Look, if you want to email me something late at night at 9 o'clock, think I'm supposed to respond and do something tomorrow before 7 a.m., it's not happening. I don't even get paid enough to deal with that. Um, so, like, setting boundaries with colleagues, um friendships like even friends Mm. if they're used to you doing things a certain way you finally tell them no like that might girl that might snip cut the friendship off i don't know because they'd be quick to talk shit like oh you changed no i just am sick of being used Mm -hmm. i'm sick of being taken advantage of so i'm now setting boundaries with you i love our friendship but you taking advantage of my my space, my time, is exhausting. And so now I need to set... Oh, my God. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. After, like... So my friends will always know me as down to do whatever. Like, you want to go out, like, literally that same day? Like, oh, you call me at 3 p.m. talking about let's go out tonight? I'm like, yeah, down. Like, no questions asked. But then I was just, like, depleted. Like, I used to be, like, so sick of being around people. And that's probably <clears throat> why I am the way I am, where... I need space from people mm-hmm. because I used to always be like, oh, you want to go out tonight? Yeah. You want to go out three, back to back, three times, three, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Bet. Let's do that. I got to be up at 7 a.m. to go to work, but we're going to get in the house at 5 a.m.? Bet. Let's do it. And I was just like, you know, because I wanted to be that that friend that was down. I didn't want you to go out there by yourself. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. want you to go out by yourself. Um, so I was just always down. But then when I started saying no to a lot of things, it was like, oh, you changed. And I was like, no. I unfortunately did not set boundaries. And you had this misconception of who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. But now I know who I am and what I need. So now I'm going to articulate that to you. You can say that I changed. Um, I don't think change is a negative thing. But a lot of people, because... If your change does not benefit them, it's negative. And they'll put it in a negative context. 
I hate that word in a sense where people are, ooh, you change. The only way you, sh- I feel like as an individual you should say that to someone is if they become more nasty towards you. Yeah, like they're dangerous. They're super distant. Yeah. They're dangerous. You can say, ooh, you change. But also, we know now, since we're more aware with mental health, check in on that person because they could honestly be going through something that's making them react that way because yeah. everyone handles stress differently. So, like, even my, as an adult even my too. therapist had asked me, like, where do you carry your stress? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, you probably do certain things subconsciously, not even even aware how mm-hmm. you handle your stress. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I've been told by a lot of masseuse, masseuses that I have a lot of knots in my shoulder. She's like, well, that's common. She goes to the masseuse. Shut up. A lot of, <laughs> she's like, a lot of people do carry stress on their shoulders and stuff. You ever seen like neck. those little um, memes and stuff on Instagram where it's like, oh, relax, breathe, relax your shoulders, mm-hmm. straighten your back. Because we don't even realize how tense we are 99% of the time. Nope. So I told her, like, you know what? I realize my jaw is usually tense. Mm -hmm. Where sometimes I realize that my shoulders are like this. I'm like, girl, you was tense this whole time. That's not good. So, like, people don't understand. I've been told, like, oh, you're boring. You don't want to go out. I'm like, I don't like to be told to go out or asked to go out last minute. Um, especially if my mental was already put like Peggy when you get off of work you're gonna grab mm-hmm. go do your food shopping if, if it's the time for me to go do food shopping grab something to eat come home do whatever and relax it's not because of my age I've always been the type of person I don't like to be out like that yeah. now more so with the experience I'm shocked because like the Peggy that I knew and not to say that it was a bad thing like who she is now is not a bad thing at all but the Peggy that I knew and the Peggy that I know now it's completely different it's the opposite like she's very homebody when I first met her and as that friendship grew but now she's open she's out she's having fun she's networking she's meeting people she's I mean yeah because they <laughs> We finally found something for her brunch day parties. <laughs> <laughs> she finally found her thing. Like nightclubs is not her thing. It's never my thing. So. Never my thing. And my thing is too is like not only that finding things for myself to do. It's literally like some people don't like being around people all the time. Like like I literally. I like to schedule things and I know you can't schedule everything like if I spend two to three days home straight without doing anything and one of my friends any of my friends hit me up right now and say oh do you want to do something I wouldn't mind because I've been in the house three days straight but if I've been busy all week whether it was with work or I've been busy doing whatever and I finally get that one day to just relax do some cleaning do whatever and relax at home you hit me up like oh I wanted to go do this I'm sadly gonna say no as enticing it may sound like nah can we do it tomorrow is there another day like I'm really like I had a busy week. This is my first day to myself. It's like, I don't like when people try to call people. This is what irritates me. When someone says no to something because they don't, they're not in the mood. They get told. (laughs) That they're boring. They're boring. Or here's another thing I realize a lot of people do a lot. And I I feel like we need to seriously stop doing that. And I've, you know, a few of my friends have done it to me where I said, I'm not in the mood to drink. And I get asked, well, why? I don't understand this this society (laughs) where someone says they're not in the mood to drink. And they go, why? First of all, do y'all realize alcoholism is something? It is a thing. Peggy, but you have to understand, if if I know you to drink and you tell me tonight I don't want to drink, I have questions. Bitch, you pregnant? No. Bitch, you on medication? 
No. I know. I know. Obviously, I'm going to ask those questions, but I'm not going to try to peer pressure into drinking. You're different. I'm talking about, I've seen other people when they say, nah, I'm good. I'm not in the mood to drink. Mm. Oh, come on. Try to shove the bottle. Try to make them tap the stupid fucking bottle three times before <laughs> they crack it open. That's so, that's so 1998. Like, this, people still fucking do that shit. And I'm like, no, I don't want to drink it. Or I tell people all the time, I don't fucking do dark liquor. I'm being very clear. I hate that shit with a passion. I don't like I it. I never have any. I don't understand black people's dark. infatuation with Hennessy. That shit is battery acid with vanilla extract in it. It don't even have vanilla extract. I'm in just it. talking shit. I don't like that shit. I hate it. It's disgusting yeah. to me. Like that shit if burns. If you mix it right, it, it's good. But you can't drink that shit alone. Like by itself, I can't do it. If I smell the Hennessy in the fucking drink, I don't want it. A little there's Hennessy in this I don't fucking want it do say I don't give a fuck Remy was, Mark Remy I'm trying no. to stick to the topic but what the hell do you drink then I'm also do white oh, okay I do white not the cheap vodka the cheap vodka is when I was in college you didn't know only better only her liquor not her mans shut up <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah my men is always dark though I tell you that much but this no facts yes I have a track record of dating dark skinned men I don't think I anyway it doesn't matter what the fuck we talk but about. no but yeah. no that's like if someone says no to something that's part of boundaries maybe that person's like you know what I spent the last couple of days drinking I want to give my liver a mm-hmm. fucking break um and they're like I'm not in the mood I don't want to drink or maybe the options that are available they don't want to drink it and I tell people no y'all can get drunk I don't want that shit just mm-hmm. respect it right and so um and understanding no like I've learned like growing up as a no child no doesn't mean it shouldn't be as offensive as people take it no yeah. is saying like Jessica I need to not do what this person is asking me to do or wanting me to do so I'm saying no to myself more so than I am saying no to you so here's my thing as a child growing up when I asked for something my parents said no I may have said why a few times but then my parents would say you know most parents say because I, I said, said so, so. <laughs> they don't give us a fucking explanation because I said so and that and we left it at that because because I said so was kind of like threat you asked me one more time you know what's gonna happen Bruh. now as an adult there's a few I've only had one instance when I told them I honestly adult. don't even recall if I ever asked my mom why ever like when she said something I asked, how do you <laughs> want it? Like, how how should I do it? Well, I never asked I think why. I, I, one of, I think like a year ago, two years ago, I told an, another adult no. And they said, why? I'm like, why do you mean why? My no is no. I'm like, maybe you grew up in a household, you weren't told no. But in my household, I was told no. And I didn't really question why. So you're going to have to take my why and run my no and run with it. Because yeah. I'm not explaining myself. Because um, no is no. I will say... No is sufficient enough as a response for an adult. Yes. Children for a child, it's not. Because I do know, like, I grew up where I said what I said, do what the fuck I said. Mm-hmm. You don't question me. You don't ask questions. Like, you just don't do that. Um, my godkids, their parents have, have it so that they can ask the questions, so that they understand what's being asked of them and why. Mm-hmm. And not just doing it because... Because then... You kind of carry that as an adult. Exactly. Like, you just do it because somebody told you to do it, and you don't really know why. This is why people get in trouble. This is why mm-hmm. people in the circumstances that they're in. Yep. Um, so, and my God, I will fucking why you to death. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> like, why? children, children <laughs> are different. I feel like society's gotten better. Like, they... Because at that age, though, and they... And just to go off topic a little bit, they said, like, between the ages of, like, the time they're able to start forming words, the age of one, mm-hmm. up until, like, five or six years old, their words is so up higher they use so many words but then they notice that as they get older the word 
vocabulary starts to decline because they don't speak a lot because mm-hmm. they probably go through that stage where they get told no I don't have to explain myself and they speak less and less as they start to enter middle school then high school I, sometimes I barely get students who want to freaking speak in my class right yeah. but when they're in kindergarten first grade preschool they're asking all these questions and they keep getting shut down and it makes you wonder why by the time they get to high school they don't want to speak right so I yeah say, I'm, I'm the type of person if you meet me in person there's several reasons why I don't speak right away when I'm like I'm respectful enough that when I walk into a room I greet people because I'm in walking into a space where there's people already mm-hmm. but like for me to be like hey how are you like start the conversation that's not happening with me because one I gotta read the room I gotta read you and your body language and how you um carry yourself um but a lot of it has to do with I was never comfortable talking because I was always shut the fuck down I am not mama. a social butterfly oh my god <laughs> such a lie I'm not I'm really not so a lot of times where people the few times that I went out with you like I even when I brought you around Greg and Jen's house, like, and their friends, you I were knew, like... I met Greg in 2010. No, but they're friends. Like, when we were all sitting outside, you were talking... They spoke to me. If they... So, if we're in a group setting mm-hmm. with people I do not know, and they start talking about something, and they're looking me in the eye, and they're kind of looking for my input, I will speak. I'm not going to let you talk to me, and I'm just staring at you like... How you're staring at me right now and not say anything because you're looking at me like probably wanting my input, but to be the first to speak, <laughs> me and you're gonna have a staring match because we're saying shit. No, to be the first to speak, like most other people are, I have a few friends who are social butterflies, they will walk around, they'll talk to anybody, and like, eh. I'm not like that, I do not do that. I may look like oh my when I tell people I'm really shy and they're like no you know I'm like bitch you know me of course I'm not fucking shy with you you know me but the first few times that a friend of mine introduced me to another female I'll say hello keep it cordial but I, I'll be I, quiet I, I want to touch on the fact that you said another female cause I'm not what? talking to men either because okay. my co-worker till this day he's like yo when you started working here you just said good morning kept it pushing it's like you were scared to speak. I'm like, I like to read the room. I don't know y'all. And a lot of people come yeah. to work to destroy other people. Yeah. I wanted to see how you maneuver, how you work around with the kids. How, how you, you talk about other people that you are associated with a lot. Yes. So eventually over time, we started getting really cool. So like me, him, and two other co-workers of ours, like we're the crew. Like the suits that oh they go to crew again here y'all go y'all was in the hallway y'all was together mm-hmm. so before that a lot of but I think that has a lot to do with the fact that there's not a lot of representation in the staff and the faculty at your no. school so the small group that is black or um, I gravitate you naturally yeah. gravitate towards your own till this day I have a few colleagues which are not of my skin tone well I recently told another colleague I'm like oh Peggy doesn't speak she just says good morning and keeps it pushing I'm like well isn't that what I'm supposed to do I come yeah, here yeah. to teach not to be your friend because a lot of them will still speak behind my back this is why I set the boundary I set the tone I say good morning you ask me how my weekend goes I give you the most code switch version of my weekend no I'm dim well when I see my other co I'm like bitch let me tell you what the fuck I did this weekend I did this I got trouble with my friend bitch let me tell you what the fuck happened to me this weekend and then with uh, other co-workers you're like oh I had a great weekend you know, I binge watch a little bit on Netflix. Yes. You know? God forbid you tell them you're watching Power or Raising Canaan or whatever. But I'm definitely on that. Like, I hear everyone else. Are, okay. <laughs> okay, how do I say this? So, I grew up not as privileged as the people that I have worked with. Yep. So, when they talk about their weekend, they're talking about spending time on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, Fucking Spending time somewhere. on the cape. Like, rich people shit. And then there's me. And granted, I am nowhere near, like, envious, but they cannot relate. To what you... No. You know what I mean? No. 
So I get so the cold switching is actually mentally fucking exhausting. Like, and it's, a, it's, a, it's like a way for us to protect. We protect ourselves by doing one hundred percent because like you're, you're not about to judge me off this one conversation. No. You don't even know. And assume all black people do it. No, the fuck we don't. Yeah, and like I legitimately, we're having one conversation where it consists of a lot of code switching will mentally take me to another space where I'm like, I need to just stay away from everybody and just focus on my job because I don't know. Listen, there was one time this past week, and I don't mean to jump off topic, but <laughs> there was a coworker. I don't even know why I should be saying this, but <laughs> there's two. There was a handful of black people that I work with. I can literally, first and last name, count them on my hand. <clears throat> Two of them happened to come to my desk and talk to me. <clears throat> and we're talking, but I felt a level of uncomfortable. <clears throat> like, I felt like we were going to be judged for congregating and having a conversation and um, just keep keying it up. Because we weren't talking about work. We were just, like, talking about our weekend and what's been happening and whatever. <clears throat> and... I felt a level of uncomfortable because I'm like, these people are just going to see us chilling. Mind you, everybody else in my job does this. They'll go to a cube and just start talking to each other. Nothing to do with work. But I don't know why I felt uncomfortable standing there talking to them. Talking to who, though? The two the two other black people. was one. one oh, I stopped, like, I stopped feeling uncomfortable because I realized you're not the only one. My fellow f- girl who works at a hospital, it's, it's an issue there, too. When black... There was an article... They black never... Like, and I, will, I will preface this by saying there was never a time when people at my job made me feel uncomfortable for talking to people like me who have the same background as me. Mm-hmm. Never, there was never a conversation that I was like, oh, my God, they're going to judge us. But... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because this is like my first time being in a predominantly white space. Like my first job where I'm like, I well, can- this is my teaching has been my first professional job, but I do realize even when I was working at the hospital, even as a secretary, it was just a regular job at that point. There is this nuance, and it's not new, but there's this nuance of now that I'm noticing more, and a fellow co-worker had emailed me an article that this woman wrote of her experience. Like, sometimes white people naturally, not all, but most of them don't feel comfortable when more than two black people are congregating together. Yes, because that's in their mindset, they think we're planning something. So that means if you already think that we're planning something, that means you were already doing something and something defi- decisive already with your group of people. Because yeah. I've seen so many times that my white co-workers will congregate together and I walk by them. They'll say, good morning, Ms. Valtteri. I'll say, good morning, keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. I don't think nothing of it. I mind my business. But let me, two or three of us hang out. Oh, you guys are having a party? This is what used to irk me. I'm like, why do you guys fucking think we're throwing a fucking party because there's three black people? Black, <laughs> not all black people like to party, though. But yeah. that, okay, we're jumping off topic. But yeah, yeah. definitely jumping off topic. That's another that can definitely be, to me. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely going to be a podcast. I got to write that down because yes. that's definitely another podcast episode that I'm probably going to be extremely uncomfortable with because I'm still in this space. Yes. And so I don't want it to be misconstrued, but you can't tell me how I feel in this exactly. space. Exactly. So even though your intentions may not be what I feel, I, that's how I feel. Exactly. So back to boundaries. Back to boundaries. So what we want you guys to understand: setting boundaries for yourself, and when another person is telling you the boundaries they're setting for themselves, is to protect themselves. Maybe Mm -hmm. to protect their mental health, um, their health overall. Maybe they've been someone that struggled with anxiety on how to handle people. So now them being able to set the boundary for themselves and 
towards you as well is to protect them so we have to learn not to be offended when someone tells us no or someone saying you know what i know i used to be able to do this for you but i'm no longer available to do this consistently i may have to cut it down to doing it once a week depending on whatever it is that you guys had going on before so the moment i feel as though the moment i set a boundary someone doesn't respect it and they take offense and they get all angry about it i realize you are now realizing that you no longer have all that access to me so now that's already a red flag so i'm gonna distance myself from you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. already so no and i think when it comes to work if someone starts being disrespectful and stuff like that i'm like look y'all can fuck around with y'all want to but hr will hear from me (laughs) (laughs) dude um I recall you. I want. I didn't. I wanted to let you say your piece without cutting you off because I, you know, I'm good for that. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned like setting boundaries with your family, right? Mm-hmm. Like your parents specifically. Um, I never had a moment with my parents where they had made plans for my day. Outside of when I was super young, like yeah. as an adult, like once I turned eighteen, my mom was just like, "Oh, okay, you eighteen. You good. pay your own oh, bills. You don't ask me for money." I don't give you money. You make sure you clean your room and you make sure you do the laundry. Like, little things that that are your chores and you know what day they are. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to remind you. I'm not going to tell you. And I'm definitely not going to enforce you because I will fuck your shit up if I have to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew what was expected of me and I did that so that I could have the freedom of not my my mom telling me or reminding me or now making plans for me every weekend. Mm -hmm. She Once I turned 18, she's like, bet, you know exactly what I expect from you. Don't ask me for shit pay for your own shit you don't have to pay you don't have to do nothing just Mm -hmm. go to school get your own shit do the three the three chores that you've been doing since you were like seven Mm -hmm. and we're good to go we're we're, we're cool yeah my dad obviously he didn't live with me so there was no expectations if anything it was like hey I may or may not show up this weekend to pick you up that was it (laughs) cause you know fathers anyways Mm -hmm. so I've never struggled with boundaries when it came to my parents but friends and work, I've always had an issue. I had this misconception that if you put a, if you put, if you overextend yourself at work, you'll be recognized. Bitch, them jobs don't care about you. Lies they fucking told me. That's why I be like, because I was job. like, okay, you know, I work extra hard. I'm always there when they need me, and you know, I'm, you know what you look like right now, a clown. motherfucking clown (laughs) red nose and all this is dumb anyway looking like Pennywise anyways (laughs) um and I did that for a long time at my own job and I was like this is bullshit I will say though even though my job the job that I was working at before this one Mm -hmm. didn't recognize my work the company that I work for now did specifically one person that had the power to hire me or not Mm -hmm. and he put me in position to get hired Mm -hmm. he kept like pushing me a little like pushing me a little like all right you know just do this for a couple a couple weeks Mm -hmm. like intern and do this for a couple weeks Mm -hmm. and then boom I got the job either way um but then when I'm at this job I see people like my my position and what I do doesn't require me to answer things after 5 30 oh good right mm-hmm. but at one point i was doing that my boss who's fucking amazing was like shut your shit down like I'm unless i absolutely that. need you like because you're the only one that would have this information then i'll reach out to you but i'll reach out to you on your personal phone but if it's like an absolute necessary it can't wait till the next day but every time i used to like try to come in at um 
after hours or on the weekend, she's like, make sure you put in that overtime. Mm-hmm. Make sure you you don't skimp on yourself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you want overtime? You can come on the weekend. Like she never she never made it so that I felt obligated to work extra. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them on my team, because they are on a different like salary cap or whatever, mm-hmm. they have obligations to do things after yeah, hours because yeah, yeah. we are property management. But at work, I never. The only boundaries I have is like space. Mm-hmm. I need I need space from you mm-hmm. because me and you don't think alike. Yeah, and you can easily offend me and bring me to a place where I'm gonna have to act a fool, and I don't want to do that. So I'm gonna keep you to arm's length. Mm-hmm. keep it work related only mm-hmm. and that's that but friends is where I absolutely struggle I never struggle with family I kind of struggle with work but friends was like the one space where I struggle with boundaries because I was like I wanted to I didn't want to disappoint my friends I always wanted to be there for my friends I always wanted to make sure that they they knew they can count on me but then I was like depleting myself that I didn't have any I didn't have anything to give to myself mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was like after so many times of saying yes and being down to do whatever, I was like, you're mentally fucking drained. You're, like, stressed. Maybe dis- maybe depressed. Never fucking been diagnosed, but mm-hmm. felt that way at one point. And I was like, all right, I don't need to start saying no. And a lot of the time, my friends used to get super offended. Mm. And I was like, instead of asking me, like, hey, are you okay? Like, you know, typically you would like to do this. They was like, well, why don't you want to do that? You too good to do that now? Or... You, you think you're better than me because you don't want to do this anymore? And I'm just like, no, that's just not my thing anymore. Or people, people, it was never my thing. I did it because I, cause I wanted you to feel good. To make feel you, good, make right? You happy as a friend. I don't understand why people get offended. Like, people under, fail to understand as humans, we're supposed to change. We're supposed to evolve. We're not supposed to stay the same. Fuck, if we were supposed to stay the same, we would have still been doing but the exact same I shit as I when we were adult, like adult. 10 like years old. 18 to 25 years. You're still kind of like a kid. No, I don't expect no 20-year-old to understand boundaries, but um, I feel like now, since we all have a better understanding and exposure to social media, I wouldn't be surprised if an 18-year-old, one of my students, telling me something about boundaries because I wouldn't be surprised anymore because they're more informed than we were. So who knows? I'm pretty sure my boundaries got hella violated mm. from the time I was a child up until my 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 adulthood and also go back to children we have to also respect children's boundaries as well like my nephew my great nephew to be exact he's one he has this thing now if he doesn't want you touching him he does this elbow thing like it's almost like ludicrous throwing him bows like he literally lifts up his elbow like he doesn't want you to touch him like he'll go like this mm. Like, he doesn't want you to touch him. Yeah, He's yeah. one. He started doing it before he was one, though. And I'm like, yo, who taught you that? He already understood the concept of no. He doesn't want nothing. He shakes his head. Like, he hasn't said the word no yet. But he shakes his head. He doesn't want it to his mother, to his dad, whoever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's one. I have to respect his boundaries. He mm-hmm. told me... He said... Like, I'll play around with him when he does it just to mess with him. Because, like, sometimes he, he wants to be annoying, be a crybaby after. So, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to mess with him for a little bit. But when he does this, I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave you alone. And I walk away and yeah. he starts following me. Yep. So, I have to learn to respect his space. And people fail to realize, like, even children, if... I've learned that when I have a child and we walk into the establishment and they be me, and my child don't want to say hi to you, oh fucking, not even the hi. If they don't want to hug them or kiss them, my child can walk and say hi everybody Mm -hmm. or whatever. And if they choose to only just hug grandma and grandpa, that's fine. I don't want them to go. I I hated that as a child. I was gonna say the reason why you feel this way is because you hated it as a child. And our culture, because 
where cultured people they want and, you to kiss every yeah, fucking like, body god forbid you go to a, a funeral or a wake and you don't greet every single damn god, person have you seen those memes <laughs> where there's like uh, it's a stadium stand and then it says <laughs> your Haitian mother be like you didn't greet all your family members like no I'm not doing that god forbid you walk up in that bitch and wave to people like, like how everyone I'm gonna tell oh she's rude that's just his daughter's rude like, she, didn't even, yeah. she didn't kiss me and she didn't parent, say hello Caribbean parents always take offense because it's like you're telling them that I didn't raise you right well, they don't give a fuck about my boundaries they give a fuck about how they look as a parent mm-hmm. well thank and I don't want to thank God for COVID but in a sense I'm kind of happy for COVID now I gotta kiss everybody I say hi everyone or fist bump like here you go like yeah. don't touch me I will say though when my grandmother passed away and I went to go visit my dad his favorite cousin like his first cousin like they're super close he was there and I'm greeting it was just it was literally I told my dad it's at the height of COVID it was like April mm. 2020 yeah. and I was like I will go and see you and grieve with you but it has to be just the siblings you and your wife that's it Mm-hmm. but obviously his cousin's like a non-negotiable his cousin's like his fucking best friend mm-hmm. so of course his cousin was there but his brothers grieved in their homes father grieved in his home like everyone had their little space so when I got there and I went to go say hi to my my, um, my dad's cousin he kind of like pulled out his, like pushed out his elbow and was like bitch don't, don't do that don't it's do COVID. that don't touch me don't touch me and I was just I felt offended at first but mm-hmm. then I was like duh bitch it's fucking COVID like mm-hmm. but I was so in the house and I was stuck in the house all the time that I didn't even realize like the concept of like don't get too close to people mm-hmm. didn't register yeah so that's why I'm kind of like grateful COVID has saved a lot of Haitian children <laughs> from <laughs> having to say hi to people and this is not just saying hi to everyone it's individually you know, I'm going to say it in clear, y'all. Salut tout moon. I hate that shit. I used to hate it. Me and my niece hated it. Someone old kissing my cheeks. And, like, and I remember one time I wiped my face and I got in trouble for wiping my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't do that. That's where I'm like, they went. It was nasty. And now I'm yeah. an adult. I don't mind. I'm happy. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to force my child. And this evading their space. Some children this might don't be a touch. very problematic thing to say, but some cultured men make me uncomfortable. Like, Verdean men, I'm not gonna say because I've never been in a space where I've had to say hi to a whole bunch of Haitian men at one point. But Verdean mm-hmm. men, some, not all, have made me feel uncomfortable as a child saying hi to them because they're very creepy. Oh, I feel like older. And that's why I had a problem with saying hi to people. Older like, men in West Indian cultures, no matter where they're from, naturally creep me out. Like there's this thing not all most in, in, in Haitian older yeah. old and Haitian I will preface that by saying not all like not at all. all at all the ones but that I've encountered that, yes, or exactly. seen I hate the ones that stare at you into uh. your soul and when you turn around you know how some people when they notice that you're gonna turn around they look away no they will keep staring and make sure you know that I know that you were staring at me I'm gonna stare into you so I hate that and you know what I used to do as a kid even till as of now I look at them and roll my eyes I'm like <laughs> I would've probably got killed already by one of those creeps yeah. but I roll my eyes I was like stop fucking looking at me yeah. and I hate that shit like you could yeah. be my grandfather that's so creepy to me yeah, yeah. Um, but no like even with children when they say no we have to respect 
boundaries yes. because where I'm I always see people in comments section we saying feel like, ah, I keep cutting you out sorry I don't look at fuck that shit oh, wow. um, we fail to realize kids are emotionally intelligent enough to mm-hmm. know like I don't like this person they this person up. makes kids know me vibes. uncomfortable they know vibes before so we don't know. like don't underestimate your child when they say hey this person makes me uncomfortable I don't want to say hi to them mm-hmm. respect your child's boundaries just as much as you want people to respect your boundaries just because they're children and they haven't experienced life yet like in its entire doesn't mean that they're not intelligent enough to know what they like and what they don't like because kids can read off vibes some kids can know like mm, that person's creepy i don't want to be near them so we have to respect yep. that especially when we're saying like oh we gotta watch out for pedophiles predators out there that's one of the main reasons why yep. we need to that's how we can catch on to things if my child is saying that person makes me uncomfortable i'm not bringing my child nor bringing that person around my kid because kids don't say things out the blue for no fucking reason they, they have their reason yep. so we don't want them to then become this adult that doesn't know how to say no mm. and this is where i there messed we up go. like you know it's not a blame for my parents part of it's culture and you know that's what they knew so now i know better like i'm setting the tone like this is outside of my contractual hours there's nothing i can do for you yeah um if someone's dying i'm not a nurse i'm not an emt i'm a teacher um <laughs> the most i can do is follow 51a if i feel as though a child's being abused that's the most i can freaking do but if i'm at home in my bed binge watching something do not email me something that i cannot do for you after eight o'clock at eight o'clock at that like no <laughs> so, like the fucking disrespect the disrespect so like you were saying talk, talking about like um the boundaries at work and stuff i've always felt as though as a as a black person as a black individual i didn't have a space safe space for me and my other black colleagues to yeah. talk and discuss certain things that we feel uncomfortable we feel more comfortable discussing because we and know white people will never understand they won't not to offend y'all, but if you're offended, I don't know where the shoe. I don't know what to tell you. So. Yeah, exactly. But my thing is, it's anyway, like I will. Pr- and I will say this: you cannot tell me how I feel. You can't tell me how I should or shouldn't feel. How I feel is how I fucking feel. And, and if you're offended by that, you need to take that up with yourself. Exactly. I tell people like you can't argue with someone how to feel about something when their experience on this topic is different. Like I can never argue with a man about his experience of being as a man because yeah. he's a fucking man i'm a woman two different life experiences so same way as a woman and a black woman at that for you to be a whole totally different sex and a totally different race trying to tell me how i'm supposed to feel about a certain topic when i've experienced it it's almost like just because you don't experience something doesn't mean it's not true so it's almost yeah. like god forbid someone experiencing rape because I've been very fortunate enough not to be raped or sexually abused. Well, that's probably not true. I don't fucking know that. Just because yeah, I didn't yeah. experience it doesn't mean it's not true. So yeah. or the the infamous well, what did you do to um, oh, what did you do to invite that? Like, I'm sorry, what? Who invites rape? <laughs> but that's another that's another topic for another. That's day. a whole other topic. But yeah, like boundaries, guys, it's it's about protecting your peace and also that person that's setting them with you is about them for their peace of mind as well yeah. um like Shit, I, you probably they're probably saving you because <laughs> lord so it's like you know like i mentioned earlier i've struggled with setting boundaries but i'm actually getting better at it and plus like my therapist is actually helping me so she told me to journal like a whole bunch i made a list of things like being more confident in what i'm saying not sounding unsure and i'm still working on because i know tone makes a big difference makes a big difference even though i know in my mind i'm telling this with the most love but my attitude the tone might make it come off or even some people regardless like you said one time are probably tone deaf regardless of how i say it, they're still gonna take offense yeah, to it they're gonna take it like a text message like there's no tone to it but they just read it how they want to read it and the part with no with the exception of children 
you know, explaining to them why you're saying no. But I feel like with adults, I'm going to say no and learning to say no without changing my stance. Because you know how you say no and then the person talks you into changing your mind? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's rude. That's disrespectful because you just disrespected my decision already by trying to work your way around. It's almost like... You know when you go pay for something, they're like, oh, would you like to sign up for 15% off if you sign up for a credit card? I'm like, no. Well, you can get coupons. I said no. I don't want no store credit card. <laughs> the fuck? That's 25% APR. Like, basically, APR, yeah. Yeah. And then that's only for that fucking store. I don't want to shop here all the time. Bye. <laughs> and then now also, now I've learned and I've also trying to like rub it off to my coworker, not feeling guilty because she struggled yeah, with I'm saying still no. Struggling with and the sometimes whole she'll be like, part. and she'll psych herself into changing her mind. I'm like, girl, don't do that if your mind is set and you already know that if you jump into this it's going to cause you more stress don't do it she'll psych herself into changing her mind and she even told me she's like peggy i literally will say yes to something or no to something and i eventually psych myself into doing the total opposite of what i just said Mm -hmm. because she'll tell me all i'm gonna do this i'm like i'll give you 24 hours i'll wait to see if you change your mind because you change your mind a lot so like i told her don't feel guilty about it and usually and i've read somewhere that says usually when you say no to something or it's time for you to make changes in your life and you feel bad or you feel sad they said that's okay that and you're you're really doing something for yourself yeah but don't feel bad to the point you're that reprogramming you, your your mind your mindset yeah. your body don't feel bad to the point that this guilt trip makes you go back to what you were doing and then you feel like shit after because you're like i should have said no yeah and there are times i felt that like fuck i don't know why i said yes it is now i'm pissed off because now i'm in this situation yeah. where i could have avoided it altogether but then there's me who like who has all this energy I'm like girl you wanna go out next Saturday I'm like yeah bitch yes I'm about to get my hair down I'm about to find me a cute outfit and then that day come I'm like why I say yes and you be looking forward to the person saying you know I'm gonna cancel like I was confident as fuck when I said yes to the fucking the event right but then the day of the event I'm like why the fuck did I say yes like right now you better not feel bad about my fucking birthday you fucking coming (laughs) We're talking about boundaries. This bitch is like threatening me. Fuck you. It's a celebration. She's like, that's the only time you can't have boundaries. <laughs> yeah, put your boundaries on the back burner for that day. Just for that day. And knowing her family, it's going to be like a whole wedding. No, no, no. I'm the one that planned it, so no, it's not oh, a wedding. okay. No. No. Her on. graduation for her bachelor's, I felt so underdressed. She said, oh, you can just wear whatever. Like, it's it's chill. It was a whatever for me. But you was cute as fuck. I had on jeans, heels, and like a regular top, like a crop top. No, you did not. Yes, I did. I had a crop top. Oh, bitch. I didn't remember. It was a long sleeve. I I remember that outfit. Um, Because the whole time I'm like pulling the shirt down to make it longer. But everyone else was like super, like they were beautiful. They were dressed up. It was like very formal, like like not paper napkins there was like cloth napkins i didn't know nothing about this whole decoration thing i just the day i only saw the hall where my mother was renting and i didn't know nothing about the decoration. my mother hired my parents paid money for that shit i mean whatever yeah i mean well deserving of course they, their last baby graduated with a bachelor's now she's about to graduate with a master's but that, she, I'm but she has more <laughs> more say so in how this yeah i'm running be. it so it's limited so not a lot of old school haitians i mean the the dress code i said dress classy and cute like i didn't say i didn't even read the dress code see no, see read people when people send you stuff read coming there with some sneakers oh shit <laughs> i said just classy and cute nothing i didn't say formal like you're going to a fucking wedding no it's in september right yeah what fourth it's in like two weeks shit bitch, bitch i'm saying shit too because i'm like i got shit to do um but yes like that's gonna be the same week that the last episode of the season will yep. be 
up that week. So. so when we come back, we're all me and Jessica will be a year older because we're Virgos, bitch. And our birthdays <laughs> in September, like six days apart. Man, yeah, six days apart. Um, yeah. So what we wanted to finish up and wrapping up by saying boundaries like, isn't something that you just decide in your head that you're gonna start doing and then it just works no that's something you have to practice because at this point I've been doing it since I was like in my 30s and I'm still struggling with saying no to people girl I started working on boundaries like a year or two ago I'm 34 so that means that something's still fresh still brand new I'm, like I said earlier I literally just spoke to my therapist last week saying I want to be more confident mm-hmm and when I say certain things not to come off as rude so I don't get fired in the process but people also respecting my space and my time because we know as teachers what people fail to realize a lot of extra time we put in teachers do not get paid overtime so a lot of the extra time we get we do we, it's not getting paid so our contractual hours if our contractual hours is you come into work 7 to 3 your pay ends at 3 so if you see a teacher coming out of a building at 6 sometimes some of them stay later 7pm those 3 to 7 those 4 extra hours are not paid Nope. They might get something that's extracurricular, might be a stipend pay, but that's not even, when you really average out based on minimum wages, not even worth it, to be honest. Depending on what the, if the teacher really loves what they do and they want to do that for the student, then so be it. But a lot of the stuff we do outside of those hours, whatever those hours may be, we do not get paid for it. So I'm learning to say no to things. If I'm going to sign up for something, I'm going to sign up for one thing and that's it. And then learning to negotiate and speak up and say, look, I've been here long enough. Because at the, when you say you said you like to, in the beginning, you was overachieving, doing all this stuff. Like, I am very efficient, I've been told. I'm self-sufficient. I don't mind doing things. But I started to learn that when you do something too well, jobs, mm. nine times out of ten, will take advantage of that and use and abuse that fact that you're so good at something. So instead of them hiring somebody else that to help you, they'll have only you do it and you do double the work for the same <laughs> fucking pay. Yeah. So I've learned in the last couple of years that I'm not about to lose my life for this job because lo and behold, I they passed away today. With they'll head. they'll get a substitute to cover you know for a week or two. They'll make sure another teacher's hired within the next month. And I've seen it happen with my own eyes where a teacher left in the middle of the year, and within the next month, another teacher was hired. So when all my sick time is building up for what? I mean, I might yeah, of course I might need it for maternity leave when that time comes and emergency might happen. But guess mm-hmm. what? Sometimes I'd be like. That job. and i think um your mental state is also a sick day so if you're mentally drained and you're like yo i cannot do it today that is a motherfucking sick day oh please you know what what i was gonna add and i'm gonna save it for when we start talking about work there are times i've taken mental days like not it, before we even started commenting i was like you know what i've been working five months straight i need a day off i'm not waiting for the typical holiday off and i'll take it off Oh, you was out yesterday. What's wrong? And I'm like... Mind your motherfucking business, bitch. If I didn't share that information, don't ask me. And that's another reason. Boundaries. It's none of your business. If a fellow I don't know what I did to make you assume that we were that close that you could ask me these fucking questions, listen, but I'm going to need you to take 10 steps back and listen, take back to your desk. Listen, I've never in a million years when I worked at any fucking job when someone was out, if we weren't close like that... Obviously, if we were close like that, they would have said, hey, girl, I'm not going to be in tomorrow. I just need the day off. Yeah. I'll see you the next two days, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. If they didn't make their come out their way, they come tell me they're not going to be here tomorrow, I'm not going to question why they're out. And that's been an ongoing issue at my job, and it's usually the way folks. If it's... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being honest. We ain't got to whisper that. But I will say, like, if it's a sick day and you're concerned, like, hey, are you okay? That's one thing. 
uh, if I'm on vacation, I go, how was your vacation? That's one thing. But I'm like, oh, girl, I didn't even see you yesterday. That's because you need to mind your business. Well, well, with if it was for your information to know, you would not. The thing is with BPS, um, if you're a cluster sub or you're in the system other than the teacher, you may not. So teachers usually have personal days, sick days and whatever other days. So sometimes you may have accumulated amount of sick days, but you don't have personal days. So even if you want to take the day off, my boss will just write in next to your name, sick day, even though you're not sick, you're just sick day. Yeah. And the assumption, even if I was sick, if I wanted you to know that, and it was that dire, I think the level of extremes of me emailing someone, a coworker, is if my boss emails and said they lost a family member or they've been sick because they relayed the information to my boss, I'll shoot them an email like, mm-hmm. hey, I hope you're everything okay, you know, miss so-and-so, let us know that you've not been feeling well. That's the only way I'll probably intrude in someone's face mm-hmm. because our boss had let us know, and clearly our boss knows because you told them. So I'm just sending, extending yep. my condolences or whatever yep. it is that you may need. But if you decide to take the day off and you show up the next day, I'm not questioning it. I'm like, hey, girl, did you get that paper done? Unless I had to cover their class. I'm like, look, I covered your class the little fifth period. This is the information yeah. you left yep. me. That's it. Like, if I need to just update you, then yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But to question, like, hey, I see you were out yesterday. Everything okay? Is the I think it's a little time. different for me than it is for you. Like, we're all in departments. Our departments are pretty small. So, like, my department consists of, like between like seven and ten people so those seven and ten people we have a relationship where we could ask those questions that's different but like if a different department came up to me and was like hey you weren't here yesterday your point get to it no (laughs) that's different this is what i'm saying if you built a relationship with a colleague Mm -hmm. that you work very closely with or whatever like i said you would know why I was out. So you would even question it. But if I don't talk to you on a regular basis with the exception of good morning, how are you doing? Well, we're having the same issue with the same students. Let's work together to get this done. And I don't share any other personal information to you about me except that you know I'm fucking black. You can see I'm black. I'm a woman. And I you just know the basic information about me. You shouldn't be questioning. I When we get to this point, I cannot wait to share. When we start talking about work, like work, Yeah. I'll just give you guys this hint. I had a coworker. Who would question why I sit in my car every morning before I go into the building? And my car, if anyone knows my car that knows the person, my shit was super tinted. And she would question my Damn. other coworker who doesn't ride in with me. Why is Peggy sitting in her car? Never asked you. Never asked me. And I told her, like, honestly, I know it's not your place, but I would literally tell her, you know what? I think she's sniffing crack in there. I don't know. Tell her yeah. I'm doing on some type of drug. Like, she oh, she be smokes dope. before she comes she in. She smokes weed before she comes in. Something. Because I'm yeah. like, why the fuck do you care? I used to always come into work early and just lay down, listen to the radio, relax, get my get feng shui yes, going before exactly. I start in the morning. Why do you care? That is my space. That's my boundary I'm setting for myself, my mental state for myself yeah. to prepare myself before I yeah. walk in there. That is your form of meditation before work. Yes. And it's like, whoo, sigh. But no, guys, like, we honestly have to set our boundaries for ourselves and respect others' boundaries. So while we're in the process of learning how to set our boundaries, learning the art of no, saying no yeah. and standing by it and not making someone guilt trip you, even if they try, if they're really trying to try to make you feel guilty of saying no, I, I, then I would probably go the next step for like, look, I love you, where wherever you are with that person, whether it's a friend or family, I love you, but you're gonna have to respect when I say yeah. no. I will say, um, I started setting boundaries because of my niece. 
If you know which one I'm talking about, Maxwell's mama. She's mm-hmm. crazy as fuck. Since little, if she said no, it's no, and she will stand by her word. Like, she didn't, she never gave a fuck. She challenged any adult because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, if you don't respect me, I don't respect you. Yep. Come to me with respect, you will get my all, like 100% of my respect. Mm-hmm. But you will not come in here being disrespectful and then I just submit because you are an adult or you're an elder. And I used to. Or you like, have seniority. Yeah, job. exactly. And she was just like, no, I will give you respect if it's given, but I will not sit here and give you something that you don't deserve, and nor did you even try to give me. Um, and I used to always be like, oh, it's the way you say it. It's, and it's just like, no, because that person probably came at her left, right, and center. Exactly. And now she has to be super nice about setting boundaries. No, I'm going to let you know sh- Jump Street. She is very fucking disrespectful. She's a Sagittarius. <laughs> she's rude as fuck. <laughs> but she's the one person I know that she'll bend backwards for you mm-hmm. if, if you're deserving of that or if you if you reciprocate that energy for her. Mm-hmm. But like watching her and setting boundaries with people, even though she has her unique way of doing it. <laughs> Uh, I was like, yo, I need to start doing that because mm-hmm. she's created a space for herself where people know how to come at her. Exactly. They know how to approach her. They know that if they do approach and she says no, they're going to respect her no. And yeah, because that's what they, she, she set the standards. She, she set, set the, the boundaries. Standard. Yeah. So even with relationships too, like when we first start to get to know a person, you... You set the tone and the standard how you want that person to treat you later on in the relationship. You know, some people don't give a fuck. Some people are highly disrespectful. I mean, once you see the red flags, guys, yeah, just you can run. just exit stage left. Just like I literally with this person. So set the tone. And if that person feels like you're too much, then all right, go find someone yeah. else less than. You but don't I'm give not. a fuck about me enough. That's the problem. Exactly. I'm not changing my stance on how I want to be courted, how I want to be yeah. treated. Male Nothing I'm or asking female. of you is in da- like endangering you nope. or being disrespectful to you. It's literally my. My boundaries are for me. Stop thinking about it as it's for you or whatever the case be like. Me telling you no is because I know what I what I can give and what I can contribute. And right now, at that time that you're asking me, it's not happening. Yeah. And when I say boundaries, guys, and relationship, I'm just not. I'm not only talking to the women who are dating. I'm talking for men too because there's some women who don't respect boundaries in relationships as well. So. I say it goes both ways. So when me and Jessica are saying things, don't only think that we're only talking to the women listeners. We're talking to male and female. We're talking to the men too. Because I feel like a lot of men sometimes get violated and it's the assumption is, oh, you're a man, you can handle it. No. Um, Men need to set the tone and set boundaries as well. How you want it to be treated as a man or whatever. But also keep in mind, if a woman set the tone or how she wants to be treated, courted in a relationship, if you're trying to pursue her, you have to respect it. If you're if you feel like she's worth it, then you will go over and beyond and try to yeah. court that woman and do right by her. But if not, then like Jessica said, exit stage left and find another woman that will entertain your fuckery. Yeah, there if, is there is someone that's gonna be tolerant of your shit. Yes. I don't one. know for how long, but mm-hmm. she will he or she will be tolerant. Yeah. But the one that you're trying to pursue and set the tone and boundaries for you, yeah. she ain't having it, move on. So yeah. like like you said, boundaries not for you, it's for that person. And you don't know what that person had went through in their past that they realized, that you know is, what? Now I need, to set, I need to set the boundaries. I need to set the tone so this doesn't happen to me again. Because yeah. a lot of times it's from experience. People's like, yo, this person like walked all over me like a fucking doormat. I'm not allowing this to happen. Yeah. So a lot of it can be triggering. They're like, no, I don't want to ever go through that again. So I'm going to set the tone moving forward when it yeah. comes to friendship, when it comes to work. Um, people who I deal with at work, usually yeah. it's not even the boss, it's the people they work with within the department within that little cubicle section so setting the tone really helps um you know even setting the tone with students like me personally i let my students know off rip in the beginning of school year 
if you email after five o'clock and it's about an assignment that was due three, two, three weeks ago and you're trying to submit it way past due and you're set, emailing me at 11 you're lucky if you get a 30%. I do not respond to those emails. I sometimes look at it. I'm like, I'm not responding to it because I've been talking about this assignment for almost a month. Your parents have been notified. Parents or guardians have been mm-hmm. notified and you're now emailing me about it. I think not. And I've had someone come to me the next day. Oh, I emailed you. I'm like, yeah, at midnight. I'm not responding to that. If you looked in the contract in the beginning of school year, what did I say? I don't respond to emails after a certain time. As much as I respect your space and time, and when I send you guys notifications, you got to respect my time. People think, like, teachers are 24-7. We don't get paid for 24-7. Yeah. We get paid from whatever hours we start to the time we end. So, have to respect that. Um, and, yes, respect people's craft, respect their boundaries, respect whatever they're doing, even as a business owner. Yeah. If I say, if you email me 1 o'clock in the morning inquiring about something, you're already violating my boundaries by emailing yeah. me that time because you're not going to get a fucking A lot response. of people will say, like, oh, I'm just sending it so I don't forget. Um, you can respond. It's not, it's not, like, imperative that you respond at that moment. But it's like, why is it so imperative for you to... Why don't you set yourself a reminder on emailing me the next morning at exactly. the appropriate time? Instead, appropriate of the, time. instead of emailing me at the time that you think is convenient for you, uh, and I am not expected to answer until the next day. So why the fuck are you emailing me at that time? Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, like Jessica said earlier... Setting boundaries is not something that you started today and then boom, magically everything start working. It's going yeah. to take time. You're going to have people that you're going to have you. very much um, anxiety. Like I have anxiety, but I'm like, oh my god, this person that I care about is going to feel offended, not realizing these boundaries are for myself and not for this person. Um, so I always like am, am fearful, not fearful, I wouldn't say, but like weary of like, oh my god, is this person going to interpret it in a different manner in which I'm trying to? Because I will, I will. Today was the day that I realized, all right, I always said this, but today confirmed it for me. I'm not the greatest communicator. Mm. Like, I really struggle with that. Like, and when I say communicator, like, how I want, how I have it in my head to tell you, it doesn't come out that way 90% of the time. So when people be like, but that's not what you said. And I'm like, I know, like, what you heard, (laughs) but this is what I was trying to say. And I just didn't use the right words. I didn't have the right context, whatever the case be. So sometimes when I'm telling people no, because I'm like fed up that day it might come off a little aggressive Mm -hmm. but it has nothing to do with you and so I'm always like kind of weary like oh I hope this person doesn't interpret it like I'm being mean or like I'm sick of them or whatever whatever this is more for myself Mm -hmm. and so that's where I struggle when I say no but essentially you're gonna get this no exactly so like again boundaries is something that you're working on and I I wouldn't say, like, you know how earlier you said, and maybe it's, like, a positive trend? I feel like we're becoming more aware of ourselves that yes. we weren't aware of. And like I said... I'm I've, kind of excited that we're, like, we're the generation that experienced everything. We, we experienced all transitions. Yes. The transition of technology, the transition of... Um, ownership and entrepreneurship. Like, mm-hmm. people taking more, taking more advantage of that and not being, like... Finish school and get a job. And yeah. then stay at and this job until diff- you fucking die. Like, uh, no. Like, 40, 50 years, then you retire and only and get to enjoy your retirement for 12 years. Yeah, and you drop exactly. Down. We're literally that generation that's in the midst of every transition. And I love the fact that we're pushing the whole concept of, like, black luxury. Like, mm. I do not work all these hours to, to just muster yeah. up and then be a... There's nothing wrong with being a minimalist if you're that. Nothing wrong with saving mm-hmm. your coins and living even below your means so you can save more money yeah but there's nothing wrong with if you have the means yes. and you're able to afford it twice 
Like you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, that should anybody. be the the, the, thumb, the rule of thumb. Like, yeah. don't just spend it because it's there. Because once you spend it, what the fuck are you gonna do when other things come up, more emergencies come up? Because you don't spend all your money. Yeah. If you can't afford it two, three times, leave it then. alone. Because you're not. You ain't ready yet. Like, if you're trying to impress anyone, impress yourself and play yeah. like. Push yourself if you want to celebrate something for your luxuries and you want to spend all these nice things because you worked hard for it and this is what you always wanted, then go for it. But don't do it for social media. Don't do it for others because trust and believe. I might double tap it this one time and forget that you ever fucking did it because with IG's algorithm, it's going to get long lost, lost unless yeah. I unless someone takes the time to literally write your name in the search bar and go on your page. Yeah. But um, yeah, so... With but that generation, that's just... I love the fact that we're... There's a lot of things that we weren't aware of that we are aware of, and that's why I love with social media, but... Yes, so... Um, Peggy's gonna... Uh, <laughs> I'm saying like it's the runner-up or something. <laughs> the what is the business shout-out today? The business shout-out for today... Actually, she was a former student of mine. Um, her business is at Shop Janae Anel, and I'll spell it out. Um, S-H-O-P-J-A-N-A-Y-A-N-N-E-L-L. And her website is www.shopjanaeanil.com. She's a certified lash tech. She's also an esthetician. She specializes in lashes, facials for men and women. She's done my facials a couple of times. Um, she's done a couple uh, a couple facials for me and my boyfriend. She does a good job. Um so I like the work she's done. So check her page out. Okay, and the quote you threw me off, bitch. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can finish it. What's the quote for today? What is the quote? The quote for today is walls keep everybody out. Boundaries teach people where the door is. And that's on period. All right, y'all. Go out here setting your boundaries and respecting them. Yes. And then not only that, but please listen, if you haven't, to episodes one through now seven, once you listen to this, um, because season one is coming to an end. We have some amazing, amazing um, plans for season two. You guys are going to be excited. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but more excited. Yeah. Um, So try to catch up so that come season two, you're... You know, you're hip. You already know me about me and Peggy. You already know what we're about. Um, you already know what to look forward to. Um, and so, yeah, one through seven, all podcasts, streaming sites. Everything. And with that being said, we out. Bye, bitches.